Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. It's lovely to see all of you here today. And uh, you know, I've got to admit it, you know, um, back in 2003, my pastor called me into his office and said, I've had a vision. Oh, yeah. He said, that you were preaching. Well, I've got to tell you, I literally fell off the chair laughing. I had tears rolling down my face. My ribs were so sore. But his prophecy came true. And I just can't believe how blessed I am to be given the honour and the privilege of spreading God's word. Well, it's hard to believe that this is the last of our session for Gola. Well, I'm for Gola. What about you? In, yeah? Anyone here for Gola? Hey. Yeah. Well, it doesn't just have to be Gola. It can be Hackham. It can be Victor Harbour. It could be Angerston. It can be anything. In the past few weeks, we've been learning quite a lot in respect to how to be a reflection of the love of Jesus Christ. And today, we're going to look at how we can prepare ourselves for what's to come. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to teach us, to show us, to give us the guide that we need to get through this life and live the life you want us to live. I ask that you speak into the souls of everybody who's listening, be it here in the congregation or online. And Father, I ask that you bless each and every one in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Well, I don't think there's a person on this planet who's never heard of the Olympic Games. But we won't talk about the 2020 Olympic Games. They didn't happen until this year. I'm like, hmm. Okay. We've had the privilege of watching them over the years, cheering for whatever country we want to cheer for. But, you know, an athlete has to prepare mentally and physically for their event. In our walk with Jesus, we also have to prepare for our challenging event. And we call that event life. So how do we prepare? How do, how, how do we do we do we run up and down the, the hill and go swimming in the creek or how do, how do you prepare? for a walk 
with Jesus. Well, let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with the perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The very first sentence in that reading tells us to throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. Well, what does that mean? Basically, it means that we need to lay aside everything that will stop us or weigh us down. You know, in training for the Olympics, the runners use weights on their bodies. But by the time the actual race comes, they put the weights aside and they can run so much faster. These are the things that weigh us down. Guilt, shame, jealousy, hatred, any single one, avarice, pride, all of those things will weigh us down and stop us from even competing in the race. Fear, fear of being rejected because you mention God or Jesus. They are the things that hold us back and we're not actually participating in the race. We're, we're not competing against each other. We're all on the same team. Go Jesus. And this is a way in which we can use our slogan for Gola. And just because this is the last series, last episode in the series, doesn't mean that it has to stop. Doesn't mean that because we've finished this series that we can just sit back and forget all about four Gola? Or are you just going to use what you've learned over the last four weeks to show people the true nature of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour? Jesus spoke of the cares of the world, deceitfulness and desires for things. He wants us to set aside those things and other things that easily tug at us. And we must be on continual guard against it, saying that sin is an impediment stopping me from reaching my goal. We need to be patient. One of my greatest problems is getting ahead of God. You know, 
I want to see it happen yesterday. I want success now. I want to be healed right now. I want answers. Waiting on God makes sense. You get a far better picture in front of you. So why do we find it so hard to do? We race madly through life until we start coming close to the goal and we often seem reluctant to finish that line, to cross that finish line. The second sentence in the scripture that we just read is to fix our eyes on Jesus. Why? For inspiration. Our lives begin and end with him. Jesus will not start something he will not finish. Jesus is our example. Runners in a marathon often experience pain. Not just runners, and if every athlete experiences pain. Well, you heard Mel this morning. She was rollerblading, playing hockey. She was aching. Everyone goes through it. Leg cramps, side ache, foot blisters, sheer exhaustion. Have you ever seen the feet of a professional ballerina? They cripple themselves. Why? Because they believe it is the joy of winning. It is their passion. So what's to stop us from making Jesus our passion? So with Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross in order to finish the work of redemption. In the third verse in Hebrews, we're asked to consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. In other words, keep your eyes on that goal. And what is that goal? Jesus. My father-in-law passed away nearly two weeks ago. We had his memorial, a memorial service for him last Thursday. And I had a vision of Jesus standing beside the frail and weak body of my father-in-law. And Jesus was holding his hand. And he was saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Can you imagine the joy my father-in-law felt when he heard those words from Jesus, even though his body was lifeless? His spirit was alive and he was renewed. Through Christ Jesus. As Jesus died on the cross, he gave a shout of victory and said, It is finished. Jesus now sits in a place of glory and honour, and he endured the pain of the cross for us. If we, we hadn't even been born, our 
grandparents hadn't even been born. But he did it for us. We were the ones who killed him. He was able to pardon all humanity for murdering him. And to save humanity, he did this. It is a pure love. No joke. He could have just snapped his fingers and a horde of angels would have come down and smite everyone. I just love that word, smite. He could have easily done that. He didn't have to endure the pain of the cross. But why did he do it? For love. He was following his father's orders. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus sweat blood because he was so scared. That was the human side of him coming out. As we tend to forget that he was not just fully God, but he was fully human. He knows every emotion we go through. We know in the past that God spoke to man through dreams and angels. And when he sent his son, the mission was to basically give us one-on-one about the father. Yet unknown at the time, the best was yet to come. Because after his death and resurrection, Jesus gave us what is known as the Great Commission. Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. When the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The Hebrews were expecting a saviour to bring a new age to them, to be their king, to overcome their enemies. But the Hebrews did not understand that the true nature of the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who showed us what God the Father is truly like. Jesus said, whoever has seen me has seen the Father, for I and the Father are one. The Son Jesus gave his life to make us clean from sin. All men and women have done wrong. There is not one person who is right in God's sight. God is so holy. Nothing that is wrong can live in him. Jesus had two purposes in coming to this world as a human being. The first was to show us what God was like. 
The second was to take away our sin. To be that bridge between man and God. The bridge that was defiled when Adam and Eve were removed from the Garden of Eden. The arrest of cru- and crucifixion of Jesus was deeply disorientating to his followers. Can, can you imagine? All their dreams, their hopes, their plans, dashed in hours. Everything was shattered when they saw Jesus die. They lost the one that they loved and admired to a brutal execution. And then, to see Jesus alive after his death, which they naturally assumed had ended everything. It, it's beyond our comprehension. We cannot grasp what they felt. Nothing in their history of Jewish faith prepared them for what was coming. Matthew 28, 16 to 20, provides one of the last recorded encounters of Jesus by his disciples. And his final words close that gospel. Jesus told them that he would meet them in Galilee and the disciples obeyed, not knowing what was going to happen. Can you imagine what their journey was like? What would they have been talking about? Oh, we're going to catch up with Jesus. Yeah, we're going to get him fulfill everything that we learnt to do. Oh, I don't know about that. We did see him die. Can you imagine the different conversations? Can you imagine their emotions, their feelings? I don't know. I I think I would have been so excited. I wouldn't have been able to stand still. It's difficult to imagine everything they went through. I mean, let's face it, it was the ultimate road trip. Oh, it would have been amazing. They were focusing on the mind-bending events of the past few days, wondering what was going to happen next. What was going to be the climax of their life with Jesus? Jesus' parting words are commonly referred to as the Great Commission. When he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So what have we learnt today? We must be prepared when we share our belief in Jesus because you're going to be saying something and a non-believer will say, prove it. I don't know about you guys, but I'd hate to put on ice skates and go out there after having no lessons at all and get very wet. Unplug your ears. And remove the scales from your eyes. Devour the word of Christ daily. Train your brain with scripture. Train your heart with faith and love. 
cover yourself with the blood of Jesus Christ and wear the armor of God daily. Our actions should reflect our belief. Without appropriate faith without appropriate behavior is empty. I'll say that again. Faith without appropriate behavior is empty. The commission is for all of us who are part of the people of God. And it incorporates the task of making disciples with teaching and baptising as the love of the Lord spreads around the world. The church is the core of living out the teachings of Jesus as we witness within this world. And perhaps most profoundly of all, Jesus promises, promises that his presence will be with his people until the final culmination of the ages. And I'm pretty sure that's something that we can't promise. We'll always have our loved ones in our hearts, but we can't be with them till the end of time. Only Jesus can. Jesus promised that his presence will be with his people until the culmination of the ages. So your commission at this point in time is for Gawler. Go out there. Be a reflection of the love of Jesus Christ. Not just in word, but in action and in deed. Check your Bible daily. Put on your armour. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus Christ and get out there and show everybody the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the tools that we need to go out every day and do your work. Help us not to be frightened to speak to someone about your perfect love. We don't know what that person's going through. They might just need to know that someone cares. Show them the perfect love as we go out and make disciples of all nations. Give us the strength we need and the courage we need to do it. And I ask that you bless everybody who comes across our path and give them that unknown hunger for Jesus, a hunger and a thirst that can only be fulfilled through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.